Hi, my name is Sharon Dale, and welcome to A Culture of Fit, a collection of observations and musings about Canadian workplace culture. In the last segment, I spoke briefly about culture and the idea that it is like a language. The more fluent you are, the easier it is to communicate. Culture shapes who we are as individuals and who we are as Canadians. It encompasses almost every part of our life. And I think it was Gerrit Hofstede who said, and I'm paraphrasing, that organizations and businesses and brands that take culture into consideration when decision-making enjoy a significant strategic advantage. So this mindset can be carried to other parts of our life, including our work life. So if you are a job seeker or an employee in an organization, you have to know how to communicate and how to conduct yourself on the phone, online, on paper, and in person. There is a broader culture, which is Canadian culture, and this encompasses most of the country. Indigenous people have their own culture and their own relationship to Canadian culture. Now, that being said, um, there are various subcultures that exist within the broader culture, and they share, for the most part, the main principles of Canadian culture, yet they have their own values and norms and characteristics which are distinct and unique to them. So for instance, each province has its own culture and flavor. So Quebec, Ontario, and British Columbia have completely different vibes, as do cities like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, and Calgary. Very different. As do different industries and organizations. And departments within the same organization can have their own subculture as well. And I think it's in our best interests to be aware of these subcultures, particularly those that are relevant to our life. So in the 1960s and 70s, a psychologist named Gerd Hofstein worked in the Human Resources Department at IBM in Europe. And his job was to travel to IBM subsidiaries around the world and administer employee opinion surveys. And they looked at how they solved problems, how they collaborated with other employees, and what their attitudes were towards authority. And they compared the results of one country to the results of another. And he developed this massive database for analyzing the ways in which cultures differed from one another. And Hofstede and his colleagues determined that there were six dimensions of national culture. Preferences. And these preferences had to do with the upbringing of the employees and the specific countries in which they lived. So what did his research teach us about Canadian society? His research indicated that in comparison to other countries, Canada has a low power distance, that it is an individualistic society, that we are moderately masculine and uncertainty accepting, that we have a short-term normative outlook, and that we are an indulgent society. Now keep in mind, this research was a comparison. Now, I like to use this model when discussing Canadian workplace culture because it provides a structure that is relatable, easy to follow, and it's interesting. So Canada is a low power distance country. Canadians believe in equality. And in this culture, there is less hierarchy and less emphasis on status and class. So this is reflected in Canadian organizations. So workplaces in Canada tend to be less formal with less hierarchy in comparison to other societies. So when you walk into offices across the country, it's not always blatantly obvious who is management and who is not. 
because management tends to be more accessible. And in the office setting, you'll often see them sitting among their direct reports and other team members because Canadian employers are big on teams. That collaborative group dynamic is said to be far more creative and more intelligent than a single individual. So where there is this open exchange of information between management and their team members and between the team members themselves. So everyone, including management, relies on the skill sets of the other. In the workplace, there is this mindset that everyone has an important role to play. And in this informal setting, the leadership is still shown respect. So in this environment, soft skills are extremely important because you're interacting with different personalities in a variety of roles. So Canadians like to work with people who are easy to get along with, reliable and hardworking. Nasty and belligerent behavior is not appreciated because we don't like confrontation and we don't like a lot of drama. So soft skills are personal traits and habits that govern how you work on your own and with others. And they can be utilized in any job and in any environment. And they are learned and developed with practice and experience. And you develop them over the course of your life. We practice indirect communication. So rather than telling you how to do your job, we will often make suggestions. And unfortunately, those suggestions can be easily missed. So examples of soft skills are communication skills, problem-solving skills, leadership, adaptability, flexibility, creativity, um, work ethic, conflict resolution, and so on. So I'll talk more about that in another episode. So according to Hofstede, Canada is an individualistic society. It is loosely knit. We tend to look out for ourselves and those closest to us. And as a society, we do look out for each other, but not necessarily to the degree that other societies do. So it's the same way in the work environment. We will get help um, when we need it, but if it becomes habitual and there is a perception that we are ill-informed, are not pulling our weight, we will be told politely and sometimes indirectly to figure it out on our own or go elsewhere for help. So we think in terms of I versus we. So to get ahead in the work environment, we have to be willing to take the initiative or to take charge of our own success and to be self-reliant, that we are expected to be able to work on a team as well. Now, ultimately, we are expected to produce, produce, produce. Now, to do this, we have to keep in mind that there are unspoken rules and norms, that we have to know what they are along with how the organization makes decisions and how they get things done. So every organization has its own values and beliefs, and they are often the basis of their policies. Hiring and promotions are based, for the most part, on merit. Now, it's not always the case, but it is a Canadian value and a norm. Now keep in mind, employers want people who provide creative solutions for challenging problems. So you are expected to come forward with ideas. They wanna see that creative thinking and that problem solving. Canada is a moderately masculine society. We value hard work. We also value and want a great quality of life. 
And so we are a mix of both masculine and feminine. We strive to attain high standards of performance and we want to be the best because this can bring recognition, financial reward. It can lead to more influence, more freedom. Our words have more weight and it might even allow us to instigate or initiate change. Employers like to see confidence and leadership skills and a strong work ethic. And you are expected to do what you say you're going to do and to be flexible and open. And job satisfaction and work-life balance are extremely important to Canadians. And though this is not always easy to achieve, it's still extremely important to us. Hofstede's research also found Canadian culture to be more uncertainty accepting. We're more comfortable with uncertainty in comparison to other societies and freedom of expression is important to us. Healthy debate is not unheard of in the work environment. We also have a short-term normative orientation. Canadians like to maintain time-honored traditions and norms. Um, we have respect for the truth. We don't look too far in the future. We're not great savers. And a friend who is a seasoned sales professional said to me, the pressure to prove yourself is immediate once you start your job. You have to hit the ground running because Canadian employers want quick results. So there is an expectation that you are coming to the table with the hard and soft skills needed to do the job. So Canadian companies will train employees, but not to the degree that they probably should. The expectation is, Whatever you don't know, you'll be able to figure out on your own. Canadian culture is classified as indulgent. Canadians like to enjoy life and have fun. So there's this mindset that is held by some that work hard so you can play hard. In other words, work hard so you can earn the money to indulge in the activities that are important to you. And as of late, there has also been more focus on self-care. When I asked that same friend that I referred to earlier how important her leisure time was to her, she rated it a 9 out of 10. So that speaks volumes. Now, there are subtle differences between Anglophone and Francophone Canadians. So what are the takeaways from Hofstede's research? Well, Canadians have certain preferences or ways of thinking, being, and behaving that when we work with those cultural forces that Hofstede was referring to, and we learn how to adapt to them, we can put ourselves at an advantage. So if we know the Canadian work environment is less formal compared to other countries, that we are reserved, that we favor teams, that we value strong soft skills, that employees are expected to be proactive and self-reliant, that Canadians like to produce good work and to be the best, that we respect our traditions, that though we work hard, we really want to enjoy life. If we know these things about the Canadian work environment and more, we can develop the skill sets and the mindset needed to succeed in this environment. My name is Sharon. Thank you for listening to A Culture of Fit. Until next time.